What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. I'm really beginning to have my doubts of how many people are, how many attractive women or women are really stuck in the dryer on Pornhub. Wow. All right. Uh, uh, why are you doubting it? Have you ever gotten stuck in a dryer before? If you've seen all, it, you know, I'm just, I'm just, now I'm getting to, not that you didn't have my doubts before, now I'm really having my I doubts. I don't look at porn, Paul, because it, it, uh, it makes baby Jesus cry. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe you, but that's fine. You know, they're stuck in a window. They're stuck in the dryer. Stuck in the couch. Oh, my step. My stuck in the folding couch. Oh, look. I'm really, I, I don't believe it. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> I, it's not, most of them are not convincing. I would actually like to right. see really stuck in the dryer. Right. But I'm pretty sure that's not. Not possible. It's not cool. It's not possible. I mean, I, I threw my baby brother into a dryer one time. That's different. Yeah. But I shut the door and turned it on for like three seconds. Right. And he remembers it, and I feel bad because he was like four. So that my, sucks. My, my father did that to one of our, our, our cats, but there was a reason behind what it. What the fuck? No, 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 no. There was our, a reason behind it. He loves cats. Because it was Alice's, my stepmother's uh, cat, and and he saw her. I guess he was going around the corner. He saw the cat jump in the dryer that had some clothes in there. And he thought, I need to not have this happen again. And he just kind of scared the cat a little bit. Because he thought that it could go in there and sleep. Someone could close the door and turn it on and walk away or without hearing hearing it or something. <laughs> so that that's what his theory See was. See your dad to teach the cat a lesson. Yes. Shut the just door. Just for a few seconds. And shot out of there, you know, very quickly, obviously. Probably never got in the dryer ever again, did he? That was the whole point, yes. I don't know how I feel about that. On one hand, you cats You cut are... cat's whiskers off, so... I was like four years old. Oh, okay. I wasn't a grown-ass Delta pilot <laughs> throwing cats in he dryers. He probably had a martini in his hand, too. Garen Pro- fucking Probably teeth. still had his flight uniform on after a trip. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. He's like, <laughs> if he had nine lives, he'd burn through about eight of them. That's um, not fucking. That's terrible. Here's but I, thing, here's but I understand thing. his rationale for right. it. But I still think it's not great. Here's your thing about Pornhub. If yeah, I, I have a serious problem. Like <laughs> I, I broke Joe. It's been months since I've broken Joe. He almost spit <laughs> out his bourbon. By the way, we're having. This is the problem right now, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a problem. This we is, are this is a great having thing. a drink. We are having drinks for the especially with the first half of the show. Uh, who brought, it was uh, Mr. Man that brought over this. I yeah, think. Mr. Man brought over that Jefferson Jefferson bourbon, and we're yeah. having it right now. And we haven't done drinking in a long time on this show. We're not really drinking. Well, I think we're both in f- like phenomenal fucking moods. Yeah, we're just you're, having a drink. Your stress level is down to a normal human being's stress level, it, which is, I can't which is crazy. It. Yeah. Normally, I walk up here and I can smell the cortisol coming out of your fucking veins. It's but dripping like, out of the window sills. It's yeah, just, it's just like coated. Right. It's, it's like a brothel of cortisol. A brothel of stress. A brothel. There's doll. so much stress fornicating going on around here. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, here's the other problem I have. You were supposed to ask me what's the other problem you have with Pornhub. Yeah. Hub, what, Paul? What's the other problem you have with Pornhub, Paul? When proper diction isn't used in the descriptor, it's like I'm sorry, that is not the correct sentence, and that is not the right punctuation. Then I then I have a problem with it. I'm going. You know what? I'm not even going to watch this. Really, just takes you out of the mood, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm 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 half joking, but I'm half not joking. I'm going. Nope. Uh, let me find one that's got a better. Okay, you correctly punctuated. Can in we just talk about words. the fact that you're you said you're half joking but half not joking? I assume that the other fifty percent of you not of you not joking means that you are joking. 
and that's I don't think, I feel like you're ten percent no, uncertain. I, and okay, it's like so serious or not serious? What I mean, forty percent not joking, but fifty percent. This is not a goddamn pie chart. If the if the image or whatever is not really that interesting, and it's got a bad sentence structure, or if they're not using like the any tenses correctly or something, verb noun agreement. Or it's, it's wrong. I'm going. Nope. I'm going to scroll on. See, I'll tell you what I really don't like are the 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 descriptors that are not accurate. B- right. Because I don't like clicking on something. that's was like, oh, stepsister, she's super cute. Okay, that's fine. And then it's in <laughs> Russian, and that fucking makes me mad because I don't like Putin. Because <laughs> I'm pro Ukraine. Putin even sounds kind of sexual, unfortunately. Cause yeah, I'm, Putin, mm-hmm. like Putin on the Ritz. <laughs> it sounds like you're pooping on the Ritz. Oh God! And then Just, now, now we're back to German porn. And th- there it is, <laughs> and we've come full circle. Speaking of, I actually had a conversation on Snapchat <laughs> oh with a good friend of mine about vagina dentata. Oh Jesus! Uh, because she and I, I, she will remain nameless. Although, if uh, there's a couple people listening to our podcast, might know from this description, ju- that they may know this person, and they'll they'll go, "Oh shit, he's talking about her," and I'll hear some blowback. But she sent me a. But now, wait, I'm sorry. I also thought about the same. At the same time, I thought about my little show I saw in Germany. Uh, that's why I brought it up. Dentata. Yeah, okay. Dentata. Vagina Dentata with the giant toothbrush. And yeah. Then... People are tired of this story. No, they're not. I think people <laughs> want, the people are looking on Pornhub, desperately looking for it. It's Pornhub dot GE or something. like DE, that's what it is. That's a, that's Deutschland. A, that's a, yeah. yeah, Deutschland, Uber alles. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, we don't say that. That happened once. So uh, yeah, so this woman sent me this good friend of mine for many many years, and we have very fucked up sense of humor. Both of us are just twisted in the same mm-hmm. right direction. She goes, "I don't know what it is, but I bought a five pack of underwear." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Maybe a year ago," mm-hmm. and all five of them, the crotch looks like it's been chewed out of them. Wow! But only and she's like, "We don't own a dog, we don't have a cat." Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on. It's like my vagina has teeth and is chewing on them. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do with this information. Right. So oh, what I did. Some I, kind of a chemistry going on there. Right? Well, see, that's the thing. And like, I, I hope I hope you dudes out there aren't so weak and fucking Rube-esque to where you can't handle this. But uh, vaginal discharge is acidic, and that's why the under the crotch of women's underwear typically gets uh, stained, for, yes. or not stained, but bleached out. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. It's a natural function, and it's mm-hmm. a healthy vagina because it keeps things from getting all fucking uh, awry down there. Right. pH is supposed to be a little acidic, uh, acidic because it keeps bacteria and yeast from from forming. When that, it's like, it's that, like a desert wash. When that, <laughs> that's not. Maybe it's the woman you've really, been with. Not really, oh, not really a desert wash. Yeah, no, that, that that's bad. fucking. Not, that is not. That doesn't work. That no. doesn't work. That okay. doesn't. That doesn't work. That does not play. Yeah. Never mind. Anyway, no. This is like chewed. Like, like chewed, like ripped, like holes in it. Not, right. not, not, not done chemically. This is a mechanical function, not a chemical wow. function. So maybe. She's... And I'm like, I have you been checked out for vagina dentata? And she fucking <laughs> called me. She she's like I can't fucking believe how hard I just laughed, and I'm like, well, it's me, you know that, right? And she's like, no, I don't understand it. I don't get. I don't understand it. And and I like these underwear. They look cute. They're comfortable, but somehow the crotch of them is wearing out. I'm like, why don't you send them back for like warranty? <laughs> Did she say that that was particularly the only? Uh, she needs to find out the, the 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 makeup of the underwear too. So maybe it's whatever it's got in there is. That's what I told her too. Right. It was like maybe. 
it's made out of some material that's reactive with your vaginal discharge. And right. she's like, the fact of the matter is I don't want you to ever, ever fucking say the words vaginal discharge. Discharge, yeah. And now I'm just going to say it over and over again. Vaginal discharge. Right. Anyway, that was interesting. Uh, I don't know why I brought that up. We were talking about Pornhub, and for some reason that just reminded me of it. But, yes, uh, the amount of fake oh, stuck yes. in the dryer or stuck in the couch, stuck in whatever, stuck <laughs> under the sink videos on Pornhub is too goddamn high. It's just fucking – it's not – it's obviously just silly. Can we please have some realism on right. Pornhub, please? Right. And there is some realism, it seems to me, on there, but, yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, if it's not the correct uh, – like I said, it, well, there's there's plenty of choices out there. There's plenty of selections, so you don't have to go for the terrible syntax. You can go. Well, yeah, it would be great if Pornhub had a filter that you could filter out the really shitty titles. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there oh. was there was um, I think they merged right. It was Pornhub. There was what was the other Pornhub big? gobbled up. <laughs> they gobbled up. What was the like other one eight called? Fucking, no, like eight sites. Okay. What was the other large one that was? X videos. No, no, uh, not that one. Uh, I don't know. You porn. That's what I was thinking of. You porn. Uh, a hand, and, and you know what's funny? <laughs> Another it's thing that's like in, a juggernaut. So you know, they're, just a, they're a porn juggernaut. Is what you're saying? They're just. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> th- things are getting bourbonific. You're thinking here. of jug knots. That's I think you're thinking about not. jugs. That's all you're <laughs> thinking about. Good Lord. Was See, that the, this magaz- is the wrong idea to drink? So yeah, No, I think it's a great idea to drink. Loosen this up a little bit. All right, go ahead. So you're saying they gobbled right, up a bunch of... It gobbled up a bunch of websites over the past like six or seven years, and it, they all kind of came together. But there's something interesting. I just remember I forgot about this. Uporn... Was definitely UPorn and RedTube. Those are the, oh, that's right, RedTube. Oh my god, UPorn and RedTube were originally only for homemade porn. Like there okay. was no there there like it had to have been like they, they they would they would shut you down for copyright infringement if you posted anything that wasn't provable oh. to be homemade. Okay. Which I always thought was hilarious because yeah. it's basically both those sites were basically YouTube but for dicks. Right. Which is funny as shit. That's RedTube. Anyway. Can we roll into a more something more topical? Absolutely, more topical, but still not serious because that's for later. Oh, first of all, Cellar Door. No, not we're not leading into Cellar Door promo right after a fucking topic about Pornhub. <laughs> that's not. I don't want to be beat up by Crystal. Fine, she may backhand us both. Probably we beat us with a goddamn stick. God, I hope so. That's funny. Joe <laughs> just started thinking. He kind of looked up in the corner. Like, hmm. she would just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just, she's right. like, wham, wham, wham. You're not going to punish Dal- us now, are you? Dalrod, um, stop. <laughs> so, uh, I got a chance to, and I, it was shout out to Trace, because I know, because uh, I was texting, I texted him last night. Uh, I got a chance to go see two of the the what, the best metal bands on earth last night. They Wait, were that was the be- same bill. You didn't tell me it's because of Trace. It's not because of Trace. We just have a running joke about the... He sent me the video of Bill Burr talking about one of the bands, Meshuggah. Gotcha. Which is one of the greatest metal bands to ever be on earth. And anybody wants to argue with me has never seen them live. Right. I knew they were good. I did not know how fucking good they were until Mm -hmm. I saw them last night. I've known about them for over 20 years, but I've never seen them live. So I, I, I just just out of nowhere, I get a message from my friend. She's like, hey, I've got these four tickets. They were gifted to me. 
what do you think about going to a show on Monday night? And I said, well, who is it? She's in flames and Mashuga. And I was like, fucking sold. Let's go. We're doing it. And, and then about like hours later, I was looking up to, I wanted to look up and see what venue they were at. And I was like, Oh, in my mind, I assumed the show was in Vegas because I'm so entitled. Sure. And I couldn't, I'm like, there's no Vegas date. What the fuck is going on? Oh no. They're in Phoenix. Pahonix. Shit. I'm like, I don't want to do a fucking 200 mile each way turn and burn. Yeah. And I did. Which we've all done I've living done. in Kingman. No, we've we have. And I've done it more times than I care to count. Yeah. Which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, but I'm like, I got real hesitant. And then come to find out that a good friend of ours who will remain nameless left something very important behind in Kingman because they were visiting this past weekend. And it was very important, and he, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they were, they were looking at taking off a day of work to drive up to Kingman and get that. It's to so it's that important. important thing. Wow! And I just texted them and said, "Hey, we're, I'll, I'm coming down for a concert. I'm going to bring it to you. You've always been very gracious, and I've always stayed at your house and buy me drinks and whatnot. So I'll bring it down to you." And then he goes, "Oh, what, con- what concert are you going to see?" And I told him, and, and oh man, we're going to buy tickets for that. Uh, you know what? Let me let me check. So I talked to my friend who had the tickets, and she's like, "Yeah, I would love to have them come and hang out with us." So they, the four of us, basically got a free concert. All, oh, all yeah. I had to do was drive to Phoenix right. and back, and it was incredible. Uh, the opening the opening band is called Torch T O R C H E, folks. If you like Soundgarden or any sort of sludgy kind of metal, check them out. Clean vocals, not screaming. And what was Just the venue? You said you get to the Mar- Marquee earlier. Theater. Marquee, Marquee Theater. Theater, which is a place a couple that I've thousand, been. Couple thousand, about a couple thousand people. Yeah. And it's a venue I've been to <clears throat> probably two dozen times. It's uh, it's it's ridiculous how many different and varying concerts I've seen there. So anyhow, uh, get there. It's your typical metal show. Everybody in line is wearing all black, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just kind of what you do. Sure. And uh, first band comes out, and they sound like early Soundgarden. Okay. Yeah. Blew me away a little bit. And, of course, standing in line, or standing, uh, like, just, or rather, uh, right behind the sound booth. It took me, like, three songs to pinpoint what was familiar about them. Then I turned to my friend, and I was like, early Soundgarden. He goes, God damn it, now I can't unhear it. Because that's exactly, it's not exactly, but it's, like, in that same vein. Close enough, yeah. The next band is a band called In Flames, which is, I believe, they're from Sweden. Incredible, incredible, more of a melodic metal band with some screaming stuff, but like still some singing. And then Meshuggah came out. Which you kind of said are basically the equivalent of uh, Swedish Rush. They are the Rush of metal. I got you. Uh, Right down to the fact that like Tom uh, Thomas Haka is the the name of the uh, drummer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's another drummer alive. That's on his, on on the level that he is. Wow. I, I, I honestly, and I'm sure that there were other drummers that would agree with that. And that also goes back to a video uh, again that Trace. I think Trace is the one who first sent it to me. Uh, it's Bill Burr, the comedian, who's also a drummer. He's been taking drum lessons for I don't know, like eight or nine years. And a few years ago, he uh, he was on you know his podcast that's just him talking about how he went to a show the night before and he saw Mashuga. Which he, he's like, ah, I don't fucking really get into that uh, screaming, like that kind of shit. But my drum instructor said, I've got a ticket for you. You should come with us. And when he said, who's us? What do you mean, who's us? Who's all going to be there? 
And he said, uh, ah, you know, uh, da, 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 da. and it was all a bunch of drummers, like rock drummers, like professional drummers in big name bands. And he didn't name any of them yeah. because it kind of got the VIP treatments, you know, because it was a Hollywood show. Mm-hmm. So they showed up. They got to watch Soundcheck and all that stuff. And so they were up on the rail watching it. And he said, these guys that I, I learned to play drums from are all sitting in awe and just standing there like are a bunch of 15-year-old kids staring at this drummer from Meshuggah just almost in tears slash in awe of what he's doing that the fact that they'll never be that good. And these are guys that play stadiums and they're looking at that guy. Right. So knowing that, and I watched that, that, uh, that video over and over again because it's just so goddamn funny. And then I got to see him live finally. And, uh, he's right. And it's not just, so that show was kind of like the Thundercats show that we talked about a few weeks or a few months ago. When you call him Rush, is it three piece, three three people? Four, four. It's okay. four because it's, it's a, it's a guitarist, bassist, drummer, and singer. Singer doesn't play any instrument. Okay. And it's funny because they're all kind of big Viking looking dudes because they're from Gothenburg, Sweden. And Getty League really doesn't sing either. So <laughs> he doesn't so much sing as he does. I'm not sure what he Harken really down from the heavens with the voice of an angel. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Getty Lee, those vocals were like, it was kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around for, for, for a bit. Yeah, no, it's completely unique. And, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, and then it, it kind of grows on you, and you're like, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. You this is okay. It. So, uh, like acceptance is part of the process. Yeah, this is, yes. <laughs> It's the first stage is grief. You're like, God damn it, I'm a Rush fan. And then denial. I fucking don't like Rush. There's anger. Fucking God damn it, Rush. <laughs> and then acceptance. Right. What's the other one? And there's sadness is somewhere. Sadness. And they're like, or not grief. Like sad because their last or, or depre- depression. You're depression. Depressed. The depression over the their their last twelve albums they did were garbage, but the first five were amazing. Right. Kind of like kind of like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> uh, anyhow. Yeah, there and and I heard I or I read somewhere that the Meshuggah was, um, people call them the Rush of Metal. I get it now. Now, at metal shows and hard rock shows, heavy metal shows, whatever, mm-hmm. head banging is a thing. You're and it doesn't even matter what kind of music it is. You're gonna yes. nod your head. Like if you have any sort of rhythm, you're gonna nod your head. I know that I have rhythm. I was in a marching band for six fucking years. Right. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I know that I have rhythm. It's very hard to bang your head to like a sixteen-eight rhythm or whatever the fuck the kind of weird shit Thomas Haka was, is playing. Was, was doing because yeah. it was and, and you could I, all I had to I, like I noticed it. And I'm like, okay, I can't keep time with this guy because the time signature changes so much. Yeah, just like Neil Peart. Yes, because he just like it, Rush. right. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I started looking around at the crowd because I'm up kind of high, like because it's a the place it was an it's an old movie theater, so it's like a sloping floor. So I'm so up. you're going to study the crowd and figure this out. Well, at one point <laughs> I just kind of stopped and looked at the crowd. I stopped getting into the music, but I looked at the crowd getting into the music, and you could see everyone just for three or four measures, their heads bobbing at the same time, and then shit get fuck got fucking wonky yeah. when he changed it up and then went back into it. People got back into rhythm and they got fucking wonky again. It was just the best shit, but the sound those guys are those guys play so tight. It's it it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just really uh, it was really nice to finally see that band, Mashuga, that I've been wanting to see for probably twenty years. And just for whatever reason, like 
missed them while they were on tour or forgot or I was busy or something like that. And I finally got to see them, and it was just by happenstance. And it was free, except for the drive. And, yeah, the drive. I mean, I Man. you know it was it was sixty dollars worth of gas, but you know whatever. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, it could have been sixty dollars worth of gas and a fifty dollars ticket. And then, some bands are touring now. I'm like, we're never gonna get to see. Now we know the Rage rules. Against the Machine. The, the, here's the, the latest of the story. Go ahead. All right, folks. So you, if you've been following us long enough, you know the saga of 2020, 2021, and now 2022, where Paul and I, at the very beginning of 2020 in January, we're setting our intentions. We're gonna travel more. We're gonna go to a bunch of concerts. Mm-hmm. A few weeks into uh, 2020. Rage Against the Machine announced a reunion tour with Run the Jewels. And you bought tickets bought, without bought, telling bought, me. Yeah. I did. I surprised you with a ticket. Yeah. And now I'm uh, shocking you with the fact that it's now canceled. <laughs> but they postponed it like three times. Because and mainly of COVID, obviously. Because of COVID, Kept right. Which, re- re-resurrecting itself, right. and yeah. And uh, last week they finally canceled it. The singer slash rapper, like vocalist for uh, Rage Against the Machine, Zach De La Rocha, blasted out his, uh, I think, left knee at a show about three months ago and played several shows, uh, seated, like seating, seating, seated, 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 (laughs) see, have a drink. Yeah, no shit. Let's have a drink. Hey, it could also be exhaustion on my part because I only slept about four hours last night. I think it's drink and exhaustion. All right. So anyway, and and people were bitching about it, you said, and people were bitching about it online and this, that, and the other, but he took to Twitter and said, listen, you guys don't understand the backstory here. Like the, the behind the scenes, I have to be carried on stage because there's steps, and I have to be carried off stage because there's steps. I need to be, I have to be carried up into the tour bus, not to mention hobbling around, trying to take a shower, trying to do this normal everyday stuff. And he's, like he's is not causing healing. more and more damage, and I'm not healing. Yeah. So, and he's going to have to get a full, complete knee replacement, a complete, meaning they're going to cut his bottom half of his leg and the the leg bone, or cut the top of that, the bottom leg bone and the bottom of the top leg bone and insert titanium rods and build a fake knee with with cartilage made out of fucking silicone. This is a complete and total knee replacement. Knee replacement, yeah. And at his age and the amount of damage that he's already done to it, he has to be immobilize that for two months before they can even do surgery because they have to let the swelling go down. So, yeah, like as much Man. as I was pissed about it, I understand. So maybe those guys will tour again someday. But as it stands, I'm... Really, like Dan, uh, Dano and I, shout out to Dano, our executive producer. I was talking to him about it, and he's like, he, so he's a rest, you know wrestling coach up in Alaska. Right. He turned off Rage Against the Machine, which is, and during their workout, like their warm ups and whatnot, he turned it off. He went over to skip the song. But he was just, they were like, what are you doing, coach? And he's like, don't ask me that question. Because he was so like, mad about it. So mad. We're it. all yeah. mad. We're all upset. Cause right. A lot of us have wanted to see that band for like some of us upwards of thirty years, and it's just not—it's not happening. And I—and I, if you remember right, I fucking said that. I'm like, those guys are all going to die in a bus crash or something catastrophic. All right. Happen. So, do you think they're—they're they're going to? I mean, honestly, do you think they're going to like a year from now, two years from now, say, "Fuck it, we're going to go on tour"? I could see that. I could see them doing that, especially dif- depending on the political climate. Yeah. You know that because that was the whole reason they were going to go on tour in 2020. Was to try and prevent Trump from getting reelected. Turns out they didn't need to do that. Right. Uh, But that was their whole reasoning behind it because they're very, they're all left leaning, you know, it's a very political band, which is hilariously ironic because given the amount of politicians and people that are vocally or vocal about politics, 
lost their shit when they're like, I can't believe Rage Against the Machine would say this. I'm like, really? Have you ever listened to a single fucking word of any song they've or, ever or sang? Or some of the people, it's really funny how many groups or politicians on their, on their, when they're going on their speaking tours, their engagements, have songs like that playing, you know, yeah. as their music, as their, their walk-on music or something. Just to pump up the audience, and and, I, and they of course all these audio artists get pissed off. And go, you can't fucking use our music. Fuck I, you. I always like the fact uh, that uh, the Pretenders, mm-hmm. specifically Chrissy Hind, who's like the lead sing, you know lead singer and songwriter of the Pretenders, mm-hmm. uh, when she was asked, "Why don't you?" Because um, Rush Limbaugh used uh, oh, uh, "Back yeah. to Ohio" as yep. like intro music, intro and outro music, yep. for decades, for like two decades, yep. and. Uh, Pretty sure Chrissy Hind is not a fan of Rush Limbaugh. More than likely not. Most likely not. Yeah. And she, uh, somebody asked her, "Why don't if you don't like Rush Limbaugh, why do you why do you let him use your song? You never sued him." And she's like, "Because at every single show we have, hey, this one goes out to Rush Limbaugh. Go fuck yourself." And then they go into that song, <laughs> and it creates more awareness that they don't like it, but they're not going to sue him for it because fuck him. It's a principle. He never asked permission. Right. That's fine. Keep using it. Keep using it for free, and we're going to use that shit against you, which I appreciate that level of fuck you. Do you know? Because their fuck you could have been in the courts, but they didn't do that. Their fuck you is performance. Yes. Which is kind of where musicians a little side tend to stay. Business story. You probably have no idea, and I'm, I'm keep as brief as possible, of how he got so popular so fast. Okay. And what, there's a business reason behind it. You know, he was early, early on. I listened to him year, years ago, and he was... A little bit less political and more kind of funny, and he started getting more political. But um, I can't remember where I read this, but it's a reliable source. Either heard it, read it, something. But he offered all these other radio, all these other syndicates and radio stations around the country. Um, he wouldn't charge them for his show, and his show was was getting popular. You know, he's he's entertaining, whether you like him or not. He had a good. He knew how to right. He was a performer. On the, he was a performer. Yeah. Yeah. So this was good to them because they didn't have to pay any local talent, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to be on. So they got rid of all their fucking local. It was free, and all his money was made from all the advertising. That was it. You know, he, he, he'll, he'll take a cut off this. You guys can take a cut, a cut off that. In fact, you can make money and not, not spend money on this because how we're going to structure it. That's what it was. That's pretty brilliant, that's actually. Why got so fa- that's why it got so popular so fast or across the country. That's really smart. Yeah. It got people out of work, obviously. The other people that were local, uh, yeah. more... Blabber, blabberonies like we are, but uh, understandable. That's morning morning talk radio is the worst. Right, right. I used to love listening to those shows when I was a kid. I tried listening to one probably ten years ago in Las Vegas. Like I was driving, it was like an early morning thing. I, I was listening to a morning show no, headed to the like, airport or something fuck, like that. How in the fuck did I listen? to Yeah, this? And I'm like, this is fucking. It, it's it's all just like honk honk, like just oh. <laughs> Welcome back to WKXTE right. in the morning. This is blah, blah, blah. and blah. oh, what are you up to today, Ralph? Like what the fuck? Oh, Ralph stepped on a cat again. <laughs> honk honk. And then tra- it's and so tra- fucking traffic obnoxious. helicopter traffic He's reporting. Like, boop, 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 and they get to talk. Oh, uh, traffic on the fifteen. The fifteen is looking really good. Oh my god, there's another crash on the fifteen ninety three interchange and the five fifteen. Like oh yeah, that's right by the Hooters. You've been there before, Tim. You've right? been there. Oh ha ha ha. Honk yeah. honk. Love those Hooters wings. That's right. Yeah, you go there for the wings, don't you, Ralph? Like it's so, <laughs> so fucking bad. obnoxious, man. So <laughs> terrible. And and then watching. One, if if you ever just need to brighten your day, Paul, go on YouTube. Yes, I do. Please, Please. Okay, tell go, me what get to on do. YouTube okay. and search for comedians' morning talk show. 
Okay. Whether it's radio or television, and it's the best. It's much, Tom much Segura better. Is kind of, Tom Segura is kind of the king of it. Okay. Like, because he'll do, he'll be, you know, in, uh, you know, he'll be in bum fucked West Virginia, and and like, I may have played at the Funny Bone in Morgantown, and da da da. Like, all right, next up is uh, we've got uh, comedian Tom Segura. He's hilarious, isn't he? Oh my god, honk honk, just <laughs> so ridiculous. But Segura will get on there and just, and he'll like be in like a persona. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm coming out as a non-binary. I identify as a craftsman tool set. Like he just <laughs> comes up with the dumbest shit, and it because he doesn't give a fuck. Right now, that guy doesn't have to promote anymore. But when he was having to promote shit, like it, <laughs> right? Those clips, him uh, and Burt Kreischer just do, and then Bill Burr doesn't give a fuck. Oh yeah, like he Bill Burr like a year ago, maybe two years ago, uh, was on some morning show. <laughs> A TV show. It was, and it was kind of like a Fox and Friends kind of show. And uh, he had just put out a special, and the the lady, like the female, like anchor person, was like, "Don't you think that you went a little too far attacking the Catholic Church about this and this and this?" He goes, "You think I went too far? Didn't the Catholic <laughs> Church go a little bit too far? What with you know, with like the whole touching little kids and moving priests around and not punishing them, and uh, the Crusades." <laughs> uh, silent consent to the Holocaust, right? German, yeah. The whole did World I go War too thing, far? Me, yeah. a comedian in 2020, like going too far? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the Catholic Church went too far. Mm-hmm. And then the the like three anchor people or whatever the hosts are like. Uh, all right, with that, we're gonna go to break, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> that's what you fucking get. You invite Bill Burr on your show yes. at 7 a.m. Make that man get out of bed and with oh, shitty God. station coffee. So I look forward to every one of his specials when they come. Every out. single fucking one of them, always so good. Absolutely, I love that his last one was at Red Rocks. Oh yeah, what it a, was what a classy fucking ass. I've to never do. been there. Have you? I assume no, you. No, I have not. That's on my bucket so list. So there's one right there. We need to let's let's not make a plan because it won't work out. Yeah, we don't even want to talk about it on the podcast because it right. definitely won't work out. Like probably if we do, then what's going to happen is some kind of a errant satellite's going to burn through and. Hit the Red Rock fucking you know theater amphitheater. Or it's going to be wrecked by an earthquake or something yeah, like that. The Earth will open up with a big butthole Earth and just get swallowed the up. Butthole, yeah. Of course, the butthole is going to be of Earth is going to be in outside of Denver. <laughs> Poor Denver. Oh God. Let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be back with uh, more bourbon. Meet me a 
All right, so we poured another glass of bourbon. It's a mistake. Nah, I don't think it's a mistake. Jamaica Mistaka. Oh, that's, that's a that's a great Jimmy Buffett song, by the way. It, uh, yeah, and album. The whole album is good. Look at that island, Joe. Oh, no. Look at how flat it already is and stuff. You could do all kinds of... Look at the white rocks and cliffs and things. That's gorgeous. I... I don't I don't know what islands those are, but they 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 look quiet. It looks dramatic. Anyway, folks, uh, for those of you that are familiar with Mashuga, I just made Paul watch the uh, the song "Bleed," the live version, and you'll be bleeding at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I was bleeding out of my ears and my anus, every, every orifice last right. night. I I walked I walked out of that show, saw met up with my friend Shelly, who we had you know kind of lost track of each other, and she had found a couple friends of hers from the phoenix metal scene they're like hey man what'd you think of the show you said you never seen mashuga before and i'm like i'm still trying to figure out if my face has been melted off or not because <laughs> they were just that fucking good uh and paul agreed even with the screaming vocals i know that's not your thing typically not my thing either i'm not a i'm a clean vocals kind of guy but because you, you I like they to, do other stuff they, they, all they absolutely stuff. do like there's actual singing some songs not very many but there is actual singing in the songs but that clean, what's called was- clean vocals versus versus uh growl like growls or but the piece Unclean of music vocals. was rather complicated and complex, and the drummer is incredible. Yes. So, uh, and then there was a handful of songs where I'm thinking this: these guys, they they say that marijuana is a gateway drug. I think Tool is a gateway drug. The band, yes. because it's like those guys were like, oh, we could do that, but heavier and louder and faster, and everything is so goddamn complex it just hurts my brain. It always takes a a group or one thing or something to get something going, you know, and, and show always, that hey, and no can, one knows that you can do that. Yeah, yeah, and and it shows it just proves to people, hey, we can do something nerdy that also sounds good because it's music nerds that love bands like that. This one female piper that I'm kind of I'm following on uh, on YouTube now has like she does. Like she's a plumber. <laughs> Bag, she's bagpiper. a piper, a bi- Bag, bagpiper. There yeah. we go. And she's from, I think, upstate New York. I think it's where she's from. Even cooler. Yeah. So, um, but I, th- I think one of the little, not the skit, but one of the little titles or something. It's called, you know, can it be piped or can you pipe it or something like it's some song that you <laughs> can never it be piped or or something. I there's definitely some women in my past. And I thought the same thing. <laughs> no, like. I don't think that's what it is, but it's something similar. I, to that. Yeah, no, I think it's funny. It, where I just came up. Is with. it pipeable? Like, like something like that? I, will it pipe? Which like will it blend? Right. right. That that's actually really fucking funny. I'm gonna have to. Uh, who is this person? Do you know her YouTube uh, channel? Uh, Allie, Ali, Ali the Piper. Ali the Piper. I think it's A L L Y. Okay, anyway, Ali the Piper. I'll have to check and, her out. She's very good, and I sent you a picture of it because she's rather attractive and she's very good at the pipes. It's like I do remember that. Entertaining. So, so anyway, so that I'm, goes along with your <laughs> you've gra- you've graduated from. Attractive women playing comfortably numb guitar solos yes. to attractive women who play the bagpipes. Right. Which I'm none of them are getting stuck in a dryer. <laughs> the bagpipes won't let you. It's they just, just don't too fit big. Like, they don't, they don't like fit in, the dryer, in there. And it shrinks them up. And instead of going, hey, they're like, <laughs> you don't want that. That would be a really specific. Pornhub. That's, that's Pornhub.sc for Getting Scotland. Stuck in the yeah. If she's got the pipes <laughs> halfway in the dryer, that's a really narrow, <laughs> narrow. Oh, step sister. <laughs> the pipes. The pipes are calling. They're it's drying. Uh, they're the dry. pipes are. Dry. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. It's pronounced Bourbon. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow. So so yeah. Can it be piped or? 
<laughs> I hope it's. I, I kind of hope it's can it be piped because that just is. sounds funny as hell. But like, and there are songs, popular songs that you will and I it, have heard of, and I yeah, will whatever. And I'm will thinking, it I'm, pipe? I'm like, okay, I, I know she's going to do it because it, that otherwise you wouldn't do that, right? But I'm thinking it's nine notes. That's it. And I'm thinking, yeah, she's got to figure it out. You know, it, it kind of works. The bagpipe sounds so terrible and off key anyway. I mean, they're on key, but they're they're weirdly. It's a weird sound where it seems to kind of blend with everything, like bourbon. You know, <laughs> speaking of which, yeah. So speaking of bourbon mixed with my brain is a great thing. Right. But it is kind of like that. It's like, and, and that's like, wow, you can actually play. So that has opened my eyes a little bit. And I've heard other songs being played with the pipes, but she kind of hits them all. You know, so it's like, which is cool. I, which I like is, that. Like, oh, fuck it. And that's just, a good you, talent. That's a that's that's a that's a you know, uh, yeah. Pop forty tunes, other deep cuts from stuff, and she just kind of goes, "Yeah, I'm going to play this on the pipes." Okay, cool, it works. And she doesn't usually play all the way through. It's like only a couple of, like a verse, where you could, we know she, it can be done, right? Kind of thing. So Allie the Piper, I believe that's her name. All right. Speaking of live music, we gotta we gotta get yeah. this uh, get uh, uh, pay the bills here for a second. So okay. uh, tonight, which is uh, Wednesday the twelfth, is uh, no, it's, it's Tuesday. Oh, I'm sorry. God damn it. Bourbon. We've only been doing it for 288 episodes. You are, yeah, by the way, that means in a few couple months, a few months, 300th show. The yeah. The 300th yeah. show. Yeah, we're looking for ideas for the 300th show. We'll see what happens. You people are struggling you people. through all this. So Wednesday, the October 12th, guitarist Joe Gimons is playing at the Cellar Door, downtown Kingman, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday, uh, Jerome Asik, which that guy is incredible. He's a pianist, classically trained. Which is hilarious because he was not really classically trained. I think is the, the I don't remember how he described it because remember he's the guy we asked, "Hey, can you play Claire? You're all Claire de Lune, <laughs> like you're at a, a fucking uh, my Skinner concert, Claire de Lune." And then we he's asked, like, him, "I don't, I don't, I can't." Play, and I don't I'm know. like, "You know any the Nocturnes?" He's like, "No, I don't. I never learned any of the classical stuff. I learned, oh, that's right. I learned a lot of pop stuff." Which so he, he's, he's local. He's a local. He's guy. a local guy, um, which was very shocking because he was very good. He thought certainly he's. Practice on some of the classics, you know, just, just some. Of it's the big rare. Ones. We talked about this a few yeah. episodes ago that it's rare to find somebody who's been playing the piano that long since they were a kid that never learned the classics. And I I applaud him for it. I think it's great because that's kind of what it is. Normally, if you take piano lessons and you're younger, it's that's a lot of Beethoven and Mozart and, have you. Yeah, struggle through all this shit. Yeah. Uh, then Friday night is a a band that I played played a brief snippet of uh, and listened to, and sounds very folksy, country rockish. Is a uh, mm-hmm. Ron Howard and the Invisibles, not not Ron Howard, not director Ron Howard, <laughs> which would have been fucking amazing. It'd been great if Ron Howard showed up at the cellar door and just like took a chair in the corner and yeah, I would have been like, hey, uh, it's, it's Ron re- Howard, re- over there. Re- remember when you did Apollo thirteen? That was awesome. That was awesome. Or call him. Uh, what was his character on oh. Happy Days? Uh, 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 Richie. Uh, Richie. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, Apollo thirteen, the. the the um, I believe parts of the limb that Tom Valentine used for First Man was Apollo thirteen. Oh, was uh, was, was, act, was like that was that, that piece was reused yeah. like like set props. And he, but he was he wasn't giving it very high marks. He said we had to really do the a lot quality of wasn't good. We had to really we had <laughs> to like really those make Ron it Howard fit. movies are fucking cheap. <laughs> he, They're cheap. He wasn't shit. really doing that. But until that guy's used to working on Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Valentine's one of uh, uh, Paul's customers who's a regular listener to the podcast. Thank you so much, Tom. Also, actually, I apologize for bringing that little note up. I'm sorry for for, for 
showing that little secret in the movie industry. I don't about think it. he'll be too upset by I it. I think but that's what he said. He's going to correct kinda, me if I was wrong. Maybe he'll slap the shit out of you for I it. I don't it, know. I think like, he's like, yeah. we signed a non-disclosure agreement, right. Mr. Gaines. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what he said. No, I, I, Maybe if it's not what he said, I will correct myself. I, I hope I hope he corrects you physically. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's here now for two weeks working on a very special aircraft of his. He's leaving in a couple days. So there you go. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. And is a regular listener of the podcast, yes. which I'm like, I... Mostly it's uh, smooth-brained friends of ours that listen to this. Shout-out to all you folks. Smooth-brained. But, yeah, Mr. Valentine has worked on illustrious careers. He has has an illustrious career. Things that he's worked on is some of my favorite movies. If you look up, he's an art director. If you look up Tom Valentine on IMDb. Yeah. um, It's pretty incredible. The movies he's worked on, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So uh, we were kind of talking about live music uh, earlier, and uh, you know, this is the segment where of the show that we talk about more serious topics. And I hadn't been to a concert, a big concert, in uh, a few months. Wow! Because the last big one I went was Roger Waters Hang in on. Vegas. I'm trying to remember the last big concert I went to. Actually, shit! I, went, I saw the Swillers. That was that's pretty big. That is pretty big. That's pretty big. Yeah. I feel like though, uh, like any band who's willing to give me a shout out from the stage is probably not that good of a band. <laughs> Sorry, Swillers, I love you guys, but it happens to all of us. They all they are. Hey, the, Paul Gaines in the house. Oh God, the yeah. Swillers are the twenty sixth best cover band in Mojave County. Yeah, self avowed. I think they moved up. Didn't they, weren't they the twenty seventh? They I may have. They I may have. They I, did probably because a... some cover, some classic rock cover band died. Yeah, they they just and sold yeah. their equipment on. <laughs> On on uh, what's the uh, on Craigslist? I don't know. I think I saw it. Sweetwater. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't. Uh, I didn't have a, like a religious experience last night at that show. Mm-hmm. But I definitely had a really. Oh, Thundercat! That was the last one that I went to. That the bassist, oh, the funk, yeah, yeah, funk yeah. and soul singer, bassist, whatnot at uh, Brooklyn Bowl a few In months ago. In Vegas, yeah. So and you, you, had, you had a spiritual experience. That, so it's a very spiritual experience because I hadn't been to a metal show in a very long time other than like the smaller, like a big metal show. We have metal shows at Blackbridge all the time, pretty much once a month, maybe every six weeks. Next one coming up is October 21st. So if you're into that, you guys should come down and check it out. Amazingly enough, Kingman has a pretty strong metal scene. They really do. It's I, surprising. It, it, it's really cool, and I, I really dig it. And those guys have really just taken a shine to Blackbridge because we – kind of gave them a shot years ago like hey yeah let's let, okay put on your metal show and it was packed it, it really was yes it was and one of your bigger days of selling beer every single time yeah and <clears throat> excuse me it just kind of made me start really thinking about marginalized fandom which sounds kind of odd but uh you have your your nerdy Maybe not nerdy. Just should, should just say marginalized. Basically, anything other than pop music. And depending on what timeline you're talking about, let's we can just go back to the early '90s for me because that's how far back I'm willing to go and talk about pop culture because I remember it. Before that, it's all kind of a blur, or or it's before I was born, and it's just all stuff I've read or seen in movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you understand what I'm getting at. You sure. can go back a couple decades more than me. Seventies, eighties. Yeah. Yeah. So. When you have stuff that's popular on the radio, there's always people that are like, well, shit, man, I, I listen. I don't listen to that stuff. And then you feel like the weirdo. You feel like the outcast. The You're like a little othered. You don't kind of fit in. Right. Until you find those people where you fit in. You go to a metal show, 
everyone is welcome. Everyone. I met some of the nicest people last night, and I forgot what that was like. Like, other than the metal shows I've gone to uh, at Blackbridge, I've forgotten, like, what a sense of community is because if you just look at those, all of those folks, and, and if you just did, like, I did a little bit of people watching last night for, you know, 15, 20 minutes as people just walking by. And you can just kind of tell that that's a bunch of uh, folks that grew up playing D&D, magic cards. You know, they weren't right. they weren't going out and getting fucked up and then on Friday or on Thursday night and then and playing football, you know, on on Friday night or they uh they're not popular jock type. They're not fraternity brothers. Right. <laughs> they're 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 engineering majors. Right. You know, they're not the these are, those are folks that are on the not fringes of society but just not part of like the the common group. You know, their idea of a fun Friday night is 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 playing playing the drums in their in their basement. Right, you say like everybody's welcome kind of thing. I I can't imagine like like certain pop concerts we can imagine. Like like you couldn't say there's no way you could or you at least stereotypically you can't think that you could say the same thing about that about going to a a concert like everybody's having a good time but they're not really Like I I I've it's not so much not that they're genuine not, or something. Maybe I don't it's know. not it's not competitive. Dis- it's not quite disingenuous. It's competitive a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if you like what he wearing, what like there's a wearing. huge difference in between, like between the the cross section of uh, or like the dem- say the demographic of say a metal show mm-hmm. versus a uh, God. If you were to go to Harry Styles, mm-hmm. Harry Styles is incredible, incredible vocalist. He's starting to write his own music. The last mm-hmm. two albums, he's wrote all of his own music. That guy started in a boy band. Harry Styles is. Sorry, Portia. I know you're Team Zane, but Harry Styles is the Justin Timberlake of One Direction. And okay. One Direction was kind of just a. To me, I, they were huge, mm-hmm. but they fell apart just as quickly as they rose. Right. Because you have so there's there's like there's so much talent in one group that they kind of had to split off. But there's usually only one Justin Timberlake. Yes. Just like there's one Harry Styles. If you go to a Harry Styles concert, you're probably going to see the same. People, it's aging former teen teeny boppers from about 2012 to about 2016, 2017, and they're now in their 20s, late, mid, early to mid, maybe even late 20s on the outset. But that's not the same type of group. If you went there, people are going to look at you, and go, "Why is this guy here? Like this right. guy, the guy's 41 years old. What the hell is here singing all the songs to Harry Styles? That's weird." If you go to a metal show. And you see me, I walk in. I'm the closest thing to metal I am is the fact that I was wearing a black t shirt. I'm guessing I didn't it's ha- like a huge cross section of age, I'm guessing too. Well, at that, yeah, that, guess. that metal show was definitely gray hair down to fucking five year olds. I saw a five year old yeah. daughter like I standing like six feet to the left of me. I she was like stand you know, and we're behind the sound booth, so she can't really see. She can hear the music and she's like bobbing her head and whatnot. But then she, I saw her reach up and grab her dad's finger and yank on it, and he grabbed a hold of her and put her on his shoulders, and then all of a sudden, her, like, she was probably five, maybe six years old at the most, mm-hmm. and her little blonde hair was just swinging around. She was headbanging like crazy, and she's fucking into it mm-hmm. because her dad had her listening, listening to music that she's not going to hear on the radio, which I think is just phenomenal, right. and I tried so hard to do that with my kid. Hopefully, Radio? Yeah, right? Radio. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, radio. Speaking of that, I had another person ask me about our podcast. Like they said, you want to listen to it, and what channel are we what on? What channel? I heard that oh, was that God. was that was at the Oktoberfest. 
Really? And I had to explain. If you had to guess what year they were born. Uh, was Joe McCarthy still alive? I'm going to say well, at least 10 years before me. Oh, my God. The 30s? <laughs> Did they even have radio? Did they even have radio back? Yeah, no, they had uh, they had one tin can on one end and three thousand strings. That's what it was. <laughs> but it was funny because the you know this person's brother, three people that we know. Okay, but um, that's cryptic, and he, I like that. He did a very good job because they're similar to the same age. He explained because he was like, "How do I?" And I'm trying to. He doesn't have a smartphone. I'm thinking, what's the easiest way for him to? I don't even know if he's on the computer. I'm going, I don't know how to get this guy. He doesn't have a smartphone? I don't Good think for he, him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be nice, wouldn't it? So I don't know how to get him on. The, and then I think that uh, this other per- his brother said, hey, I'll let you listen to it. You can you, you can come to my house. It's on my, I have it on my computer. I, I don't know what he, I don't know what this other person does, how he listens to it. Oh I really don't know. There are people out there. You know that, he's booting up Windows 98 or something <laughs> like that. You know, or he's like, well, I finally upgraded to XP and I like it. It's all f- Flowery looking. I like those grassy fields. Which makes me think there's no way this other person, I'm sorry for diverting here slightly, but this other person that I know, there's no way he's on iTunes or Apple devices, I don't think. So what does he do? I guess he goes on Podbean. I don't know how he gets to listen to our show. I have no idea. Yeah. Hey, hey, he's listening. I don't care. Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering. A little marketing research, thinking out loud kind of moment. Okay, go ahead, Joe. Uh, it's amazing. Actually, a uh, little side note along with what you were talking about is uh, I had a nice experience. Uh, this past weekend was Oktoberfest at Metcalf Park, and if you went there and drank some of Blackbridge beer, thank you. Because it was a lot of uh, a lot of work and uh, a lot of preparation starting at the end of March mm-hmm. when we started making beer and stockpiling it for that nice. event. They went through a lot of beer. I got tremendous positive feedback which i'm just really happy about that so how much anyway how much i know you guys sold a lot but do you have any left over Some? not very much really so but it's on tap still yes at blackbridge okay. yeah for maybe a week or two i did not have a beer i don't think i've had your oktoberfest i need to get there and drink one because i had a, I had a had a brat and a pretzel that's what i had i just had a brat that was it i had oh. a ugh. i didn't eat much on saturday mm-hmm. it was just that nervous energy of like just having to be constantly on call i forgot what it was like to be on call because right. that's what i did you know i was just bouncing back and forth but anyway you know, hold on a minute do you know what i do miss though hold on let me, let me just divert a little bit more here's what, i love the Oktoberfest at medkit joe is, is losing his mind i am i really do like them i i love it down there but what i really do miss is going up places like and i a while back and it's never gonna happen again right but when, remember when uh when uh, nancy and uh, scott would do the Oktoberfest? yes and they had the moss, like the yeah. leader mosses, and they had the, the pretzels out and there, and the Bavarian flags, the big cookies, and all that yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was. They did a fantastic job with all that stuff. Yeah, the, I think what does it for me is the big fucking it does know, the leader. And I asked that I asked the folks, the the organizers of Oktoberfest in Kingman is the uh, uh, Rotary Club. Yes, and I asked them about that. I said, "What if people bring their own mugs?" They're like, "Oh no, we can't do that." I'm like, "Really? Yeah, well, we'd have to charge them. They would." pay like 30 bucks for it to fill it up that's and I'm probably like, what it, that's that, fine it's about right because those well yeah. i talked to i have a, a couple friends of mine well four friends of mine that went to oktoberfest in germany in fact they're 
Oh, we were going to talk about They're that. They're mid-flight right now. Actually, one of them listens to our podcast, so shout out to you, girl. I we know who you are. We should have her on name. and talk about it. I really would like to. Let's do I, that. I, and Seriously. Once she gets back and is kind of dialed back in, because she's been gone for two and a half weeks, I think it is. I need to hear about it. Someone that was there, talk about, she's been to the mountaintop. Let's talk about it. You've been to the mountaintop. Now right. bring us your wisdom. Anyway, so you well, said something to somebody. She, about it was uh, 12 euros. 12 euros of moss. For, uh, for a liter. So that's not bad. That's, that's cheap. About, it's about a one to one ratio now. So that's, that's twelve bucks for fucking a, cheap. That's cheaper than the Hofbrau House yeah. in Vegas, where they have to import the beer from fucking Germany. Like I, that, that well, blows my mind. I understand why it would because they have to import the beer. They have to fly it over and stuff. So. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. So, anyway. So yeah, that that's that was a lot of fun. But when Nancy and Scott. Yeah. Did oh yeah. Thing. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. So I have this uh, woman who's one of the ladies who's in charge, and uh, I walk up to them. And she's in mid-conversation with a woman trying to teach her how to do something, how to use QR codes on her phone. Okay. And this woman, I, if I had to gauge like the, like the or judge their ages, I think the woman who was giving the pointers was actually older than the woman who didn't know how to use her smartphone That's to funny. use a QR code. I and, don't think the jitterbug will scan a QR code. Oh, God. <laughs> So uh, she, I'm just standing there waiting politely to, to speak because I wanted to ask the, this woman some questions. And she goes, no, 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 you use your camera. Well, wait, I don't have to use an app. No, use your camera. And the link to the website comes up. And automatically, and yeah. She goes, I don't understand how that works. And she goes, turn on your camera. Like open your just, camera. Like just turn yeah. your camera on. Like do, and she goes, oh, oh, wait. And then she goes, turn on your camera like you're going to take a picture of your grandkids. Oh, okay, click. Which cracked me up. I'm trying not to bust out. So laughing. that's what it took to make to make your yeah. That's what and like your grandkids are here. You're going to take yeah. a picture. Oh, okay. And then she said, "Put your phone over that until the like code, the little yeah. square, you know, on the QR yeah, code, boop, and then it pops up a little, you know, a little, little yellow thing, thing yeah. and then and tap on that." And she goes, "Wow, that's incredible." Can you do that with all sorts of things? She goes, "Everything. All sorts of things have these. Everything in every store. Everything." Dan Cortez. No. <laughs> Dan uh, Cortez writes a And I code. chimed in and I said, have you guys seen the Kingman Main Street booth? Oh, and they're doing you. the walking tour. And then one woman, I can't remember where she works, but she's like, oh, yeah, we have one of those on the front of our building. I think that's so great that they're doing that. And then the Very woman cool. who was learning how to do that, she goes, wait, so we can just you can just hold that up to a QR code and it'll read, you know, it'll kick you to like a website or give you info. It'll like, yes, go, ma'am. Go to someplace, do yeah. something. Yeah. And I told her about that, and she goes, wow, that's incredible. So the lady went over, and she was still on her phone like she was 12 years old. <laughs> she was just glued to that's her phone though. fucking around with it. It is great. And But here's the shitty thing, okay. and I'm guilty. I've been guilty of this before, of putting mm-hmm. down that older generation for many reasons, some valid and some more just knee-jerk reaction, emotional sure. reaction for me. But the woman said something that actually kind of bummed me out a little bit, and I had to tell her what I had told my mom years ago. And the woman uh, looked looked at me and she goes, "I'm really sorry. Uh, she just didn't know how to use a QR code, and you know that I'm still learning too." And I said, "No, no, no. There's you don't have anything to be be sorry for." And she said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, in my mind, being quote old is a state of mind that has nothing to do with how many years you've been on Earth, because I know 40 year olds that are 75 years old in their brain. All they do is." watch sitcoms when they get done from work they go home they watch sitcoms that go to bed at 10 o'clock rinse and repeat until they die right uh and and, re- oh, and there's also people of your guys's generation like an older generation that refuse to learn new things 
And they just say, well, I don't understand that shit. Yeah, and I don't want to. And they completely dismiss it, and they will not learn it. And, and they'll because, put their foot down and yeah, not they'll put their learn foot it. down and say, "Fuck this! I'm not going to learn this." Yeah. And I said, "That's the difference. That's great." And you, being actually probably older than her, taught her how to use newer technology that normally would be somebody my age or even younger teaching you how to do that. And I think that's amazing. Which means that you're young at heart, and you always have a beginner's mind. And that's what we should all have. Absolutely. The moment 100%. you stop learning, you might as well just die because you're no longer useful to society. Right. And she goes, wow, thank you. Normally my grandkids are like, oh, grandma, you're bad, bad, bad. They're not very good at this. And, like, and your grandkids are dicks for saying that. And she thought that was the funniest shit in the world. And I just told her about my mom installing an app on her phone. She didn't know what she was doing. She installed the app on her phone, and it, and it messed up her phone. It changed her text messaging, her messaging, like Facebook, everything changed. And what she did was she downloaded the wrong app, and it, and it just messed with everything. And my mother, my mother apologized. She goes, I know, I'm just a dumbass boomer. And I'm like, no, no, no. You asked someone, you had the humility to ask someone who knows more about something than you do for help. And then you learned to not do that again. You took in new information. You learned something. You still have a beginner's mind. You know that you don't know everything. You, 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 it's essential to me as a human being to be that way. There was absolutely it was a, it was a couple of days ago. I don't know if it was Tom Valentine or somebody else. God, where was it? Some I was someplace with somebody else that knew something. They said, "Oh, and that's that's what this is, and we can use that." I don't remember what it was. I had no idea what they were talking about. So rather than kind of kind of semi-faking it and kind of wondering and then looking at myself, maybe if I don't forget today because I'm busy, you know, kind of thing, I said, stop right there. I have, I don't know what that is. I have no I idea don't what the know fuck what you're talking went, about. Oh, okay. And then didn't take, they didn't care. They didn't make fun of me or whatever, but they just went, oh, that's this, this, and that one. I, I just learned something brand new today. Yeah. I don't fucking remember what and, it was And right honestly, now, that but, shit goes both ways, too, yeah. because there's two, there's two sides to that coin. There's the person who doesn't know how to do something that's kind of maybe on the forefront of technology or it's like very recent mm-hmm. and new uh, and they want to learn something. And then there's a person who gets frustrated because they should just, they assume that everybody should know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then they treat that person who doesn't know and wants to learn something and treats them like shit just because they're older and don't know how to do something. Right. Those both are toxic bullshit things that that is a terrible, terrible attitude to have towards somebody. So, like, if you're, you got the younger folks who are like, fuck these old people, blah, 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 which I'm guilty of that, but with good right in certain instances. But then there's the people, the old folks that are like, I don't want to learn how to do that. Fuck that. That's stupid. Why don't we do it the old way? The old way was shit. Right. This is the new way. Or, this is the way it is. Just shit, be done with but it. This can be better for it's you, better. more it's, convenient. Right. Can be more convenient. And it kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like the electric vehicle thing. Right. You have people that are hesitant. They're like, oh, no, we're never going to have electric vehicles. That's stupid. It costs more to, it costs, it, it's, uh, what is it, uh, it's more taxing on the environment to mine lithium and this and that and the other. And I'm like, really? Because once we get to a point where we mine enough lithium, which we're almost there, we kind of don't need to mine anymore because you can recycle the shit out of it, just right. like aluminum. And then, by the way, probably something else will be coming along at the same time. Yeah. Technology. And it's one of those thing. things. It's like, yeah, it takes a lot of, uh, there's, there's, there are, environmental concerns with you know batteries and this and that and the other with everything but there's environmental yeah. concerns with building an internal combustion engine powered vehicle right that will then continue to pump out emissions versus say 50% less making a you know a battery powered car 
that's I'll, not gonna re, that's not gonna put out any more emissions. Also, like how, to me, how, it's like simple fucking ledger math. Also, how many trillions have we spent on on defense? Defending def- Middle East oil over, yes. the, over the decades, exactly. Seriously, yeah. trillions of dollars. Yeah. Now, of course, now, we made advancements in defense because of it. Because of it, right? <laughs> but yeah. That's what we, we're, that's what we're over there for. Exactly. Let's, let's not pretend ourselves. But ourselves. anyway, pretend ourselves. Don't pretend yourself. Don't pretend yourself. <laughs> Is that like a Southern colloquialism? Like I, I think. Don't say. Don't don't pretend yourself. Right. Now, don't pretend yourself. You ain't gonna be so hungry. You eat the asshole out of a dead rhino. <laughs> I won't be pretending myself on that. You ain't going to pretend yourself? <laughs> God damn. That is some North Georgia trailer shit right there. That was just it outstanding. Is. That's, and, some, that's some MTG oh God. right there. Oh, well, God. North Georgia. Yeah, the it's not too far away from where I lived. CrossFit Skeletor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's me. I, I came up with that. I didn't read that anywhere. That's I'm really good. proud of a CrossFit Skeletor. I'm gonna, she does kind of look like Skeletor. Um, I was going to ask a question anyway, about the old people yeah. not knowing QR codes. So I, I don't know. I'm not looking for a finger, it wasn't, it, finger to point. Looking for a finger to point. To point at somebody. God almighty. Yes, it's bourbon, folks. Bourbon. <laughs> Back to the bourbon. I think it's slightly more entertaining than our normal podcast. Um, is, is it someone's fault? This woman obviously clearly was intrigued by it, liked it when she saw it, learned all about it. Wow, you can go do a tour and do this. and do, That's amazing. Yeah. It'll come right up and it'll has an audio file on there. I can, I can listen to. I asked the lady who. T- the lady so who why sh- does she. How, whose fault is that? How, I don't know whose fault Like, that how is. did she know about it? Yeah. Yes. And then how does she. How did this other woman not know about it yet? The other woman who didn't know about it had just never used one before. And that's just. Okay, she had never seen a QR code. She didn't know what they were. Just gardening most of the day? I, maybe. maybe. I don't know, man. Like, okay. I mean, they which, don't so, have, which is okay to garden. They don't have QR codes on Matlock. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the menu at Denny's at 4.30 in the afternoon no does not have codes. QR code. No, I, I asked the lady uh, who was teaching the other lady how to use a QR code. I asked her, I'm like, wh- wh- where did you learn about that? And she goes, uh, Rickety Cricket and a couple other restaurants I've been to. Uh, because they've kind of forced them to do it during yes, COVID. Yes, and, I was going to say the same I thing. I said, well, was it Buffalo Wild Wings? And she goes, yes. My husband and I like to go there and watch football. And when they reopened after COVID, they didn't hand anybody menus it was a QR code on the table, and you had to use your phone. So we were forced to do that and if we wanted to sit there up, and yeah. drink beer and, and eat food and watch football. Mm-hmm. We had to do it. So I learned how to use it, and then I found there were QR codes everywhere that I never noticed before. The, they'll, the even, bat, like they'll, the, even, they'll even bring them up. The, the, the TV will have them on there. Oh, scan your in the morning, yeah. CNBC, the financial news network thing. It's for some investing club or something that they, right. they, they do. And boom, by the way, our big our things that we have for our our uh, our um, our. Uh, tour downtown walking tours thing the phone can be pretty far away mm-hmm. from that fucking you can be like 20 feet away it'll pick it up most of the modern it's incredible like uh phone cameras that have come out can hit it from 20 30 feet away in fact it's if pretty incredible i only figured that out because i was that far away i was taking a group picture in front of one of our po points of interest or something yeah and, it's, and it, it just saw popped it. It went, up it went boop and it went oh look it just opened it up <laughs> holy shit that's cool yeah it, so. it, but you can always have a beginner's mind, and you can always, if you if you choose to have it. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, 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 what I've said ad nauseum that a man having a daughter will open you or will will open you up to. Do I need to get my pencil the, and paper out and write this down? Oh no, God man, damn it! You fucking man having it will open you. Up, go ahead. I'm I'm taking my putting my a pen man away. a man who has a daughter. Okay. He's raising a daughter. Yes. If you pay attention 
and you're open to it and you're willing to learn new things, you will become a better man because you uh, because of raising that child. I don't tell you because can't. yeah. You, oh, you can't. You you can. It's very well, it's very easy. I know plenty of men who raise multiple daughters that don't know jack shit about their daughters because they'll be like, oh yeah, I let the wife handle that. So it's the same thing with the QR code. I'm not going to learn that. It, I'm not going to learn that. Yeah. Right. So like, if you it will make you a better man raising a daughter because you'll get in a little more a little bit more in touch than the average guy when it comes to the female experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not turning myself into some milk toast fucking dude, mm-hmm. but it's it, it it's true. And I read that years ago. It was a blog post from Kevin Smith. Oh, really? Who has a daughter who's about a year and a half older than my kid? Okay. And I read all of his books and paid attention to all of his speaking engagements. And that guy raised a child that is very very similar to mine. You know, mm-hmm. smart. Very intelligent, funny, witty, pays attention to shit, mm-hmm. this and that and the other. So that's great. Clearly, he did a good job. And I, I like to think that me and the ex did a great job. Pretty sure. Porsche's a little stinky. Love she's you, Porsche. A, she's okay. I think she'll, she's, uh, she's I think right. she'll, she'll, she'll do. She's like a six out of ten. Six out of ten on the achievement scale. I'm, I mean, like, I, like, like she's above, she's gonna, she, above Chili's, but maybe... <laughs> she's not quite Applebee's. She's in between Chili's and Applebee's. Right. I'm not sure what franchise. I don't know be, what. But. I don't know how good her southwestern egg rolls are, but they're probably not as good as Chili's. <laughs> I love you, kid. I'm just kidding. But no, like if you pay attention to that shit, you if you just pay attention. Yes. That's the you're that's the get, bottom line with anything. It, it kind of is. Like just be present. Yes. And so anyway. And much of many of us are not. Yes. If you want to be a good conversationalist. Pay the fuck it. Really listen to someone what they're saying. Yeah. Look at them in the eye and pay attention. A lot of us don't want to do that because we're other shits on our mind. But if you feel like you want to be engaged in a group, you're going out, you're actually socializing again after two years of not. Right. You know, you gotta gotta reengage. Gotta get out there and pay attention. You do absolutely, and don't just give up. No. And don't just sit back and rest on your laurels. As you get older, you should be learning more things. Right. Because like, you're given time. Time. Something of QR codes. It's funny because we have a little inventory for our jobs and stuff here now. And actually, what's going, hey, you know what? We can just do QR codes and we can stick them on these airplanes and have a filing system that way, too, If we're, when we're doing paperwork. We can have it automatically go to those jobs. That's so fucking smart. Yeah, and just scan it and boom. Well, that's what we have when they go on this. And it's, even though we're a smaller facility, she says it really might be kind of handy if we figure it out. Though, yeah. You know, to kind of keep track of stuff like that. So, like a print out QR code stickers for every single document that go that has to do with that aircraft, and just scan it, and boom, and then now it's now anyway, anyway, QR anyway. codes are a fantastic thing. I'm di- I know we're diverting. <laughs> I don't even remember how we got on the QR codes because I, I was know, talking I, about the the lady a, a music, maybe in newer music or yeah, something, something like, like that. that, and then the QR and, code, and, and then Oktoberfest, and right? So yeah. the. In- <laughs> Let's go back to the inclusiveness of of certain music music scenes. There are, you go. Like certain scenes are just more inclusive. Metal and they're all uh, metal, metal punk to a certain degree. Punk scenes got its problems too, and I don't know if you're familiar with that because I you didn't really kind of grow up in the punk scene. I kind of did. Right, I knew it was there. I didn't really get into it and stuff. Yeah. Um, the the punks initially were like, "Hey, we'll take in anybody. We're all we're all marginalized people that think a little bit differently. Like we don't like fucking five minute guitar solos because it's bullshit. That's not rock and roll. It's like it should become this expansive, 
shitty thing. So that was rebelling against that. That's why the Ramones, uh, what is it, Joey Ramone was quoted as saying, like, uh, like why are your songs so fast? Well, they're not that fast. Uh, they're long songs. We just play them fast. Right. That that like just shit like that. That was like rebelling against the establishment. We're getting to the point. And and the and and welcoming into all the marginalized uh groups, like just weirdos, people that feel like they don't have a place, had a place in that scene. Unfortunately, there's there's always gatekeepers in every scene, but for the most part, I from what I've found, the metal scene is not like that. Like there those guys just because I'm not wearing uh super baggy black pants or shorts and a black t-shirt that has some metal band's logo on it that I can't read like, didn't make me not like welcome you, at the show. You could I go had, in there, probably as look look like a prototypical stockbroker and kind of loosen up your tie a little bit and just obviously you're there for the music and no one's going to give a yeah, shit. The the majority of people at that show are going to look at that guy that's in a suit and tie with a tie loosened yeah. and go, God damn, that's cool as fuck. That guy's there. That guy's here because he just came from some corporate job. Didn't have time to whatever. Didn't have time yeah. to change because he wanted to get there right when the first fucking band went right. on. That's the kind of shit. If you go to virtually any other concert, they're gonna, people are going to be like, who the fuck is that guy? Right. Why is the fucking suit here? Like that kind of, they're not going to question that. It's a welcoming atmosphere. And I had like five really good conversations about, um, music and inc- inclusivity and marginalized people and so on and so forth. And that's one of those things. Like, you don't, like, of course, in any sort of group, there's always going to be shitty people. But from what I found in the music scenes, those people are the vast, vast, vast minority. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty incredible to see that. And it was, it was really neat to see that last night because you had, just like what I talked about a couple months ago, going to see Thundercat, that guy is a master of his craft. Yes, he is. He plays funk. He plays R&B, some weird jazz kind of shit. But because of that, you had such a weird cross-section of humans at that show. I like I saw a guy uh, wearing khakis and a polo shirt that didn't fit very well mm-hmm. that was buttoned all the way to the top, and I shit you not, he had three pens in his fucking pocket on this polo shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, that guy's a music theory professor. Fucking guaranteed. I was going to say that you, you take someone like dressed like that on purpose so that he would look kind of like I. I think in his odd. last class was at like six fifteen, and yeah. he got out at six fifteen and didn't have a chance to change and showed up to the fucking venue. Right. Last night I saw a few people like that. Everybody was having a good time. Everybody was vibing and grooving to. We all had shared this common interest in this in this band or this musicianship, and it was really neat to see that. It's and, and there's a handful of bands and scenes that I've seen that are like that. And the metal scene is definitely like that. And it just it it's incredible. It, it's really it was really nice to see and it's refreshing. And I had actually forgotten about it because it's been so long. Well, it's I've good been to you get to go down show. there. You scored those free tickets and then, you know, someone like Sean, I don't have to say his last name, but yeah, you know, he, he would be that's an example of someone who was in the Marine who led a I don't know what what level he did in the Marines and what he you know but he's not your Generally, your prototypical, 
that kind of person to like some of the kind of music. I don't think he would be. Oh, no, he's definitely the prototypical person. Oh, he is really? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, what I mean is the average Marine, would they be going to that? Probably. Okay. Maybe. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe. I don't know. Sean might have to correct me on that. But But uh, he's not like you and your path, what you took at all. Correct. That's the whole point. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, the the diverse paths of all the people that were at that show. Because I guarantee you there were... Like, to use your example, a stockbroker showing up in a suit and tie. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed there were guys that do that or there are people that, that are in that, like, corporate America type thing mm-hmm. that had time to go home and change into their and you wouldn't know 20-year-old In Flames t-shirt that yeah. has holes in it that's from Tour 2005 or something, you know? Right. That they live for that. And they were like, my week is going to be so much better that the beginning of it on Monday night was seeing Meshuggah and In Flames absolutely melt people's faces off. Yep. And I... I I just think that's a that's a beautiful thing, and you're still thinking about it and talking about it now, like we are. Fuck yeah, god yeah, damn it! Yeah, I kind of yeah. want to take you to a show like that, and that way you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Don't tell anybody you're planning it out because it won't work. Yeah, no shit. Like that's when all those bands die in a <laughs> bus crash or something. <laughs> Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, I think that's it, folks. Cool. So go to uh, what are we doing? What are we, what are we promoting? This Cellar week? Door this weekend. Anytime this week or this weekend. Uh, oh, actually. Isn't there something? Big like, one. Oh, was it Route 66 Fest? Yeah, Route 66 Fest. Oh, That's don't. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. No, go to the Route 66 Fest. It's at uh, Lewis Kingman Park on Andy Devine, which is Route 66 in Kingman. Yes. Which was, by the way, one of the earlier rest stops on 66, I understand. Yes. Historically. Yes. It was actually, that was yes. the area where you would, yes. people would stop and, I don't know. It's cool because that park also, do. there's a lot of uh, cruising that goes on. Oh, okay. I found that out a few days ago. Oh. This is a cruising spot. Really? You know what cruising is. Well, sure. Yeah. Like and parking. No, not that kind of cruising. Oh, just Google cruising, folks. I'm not going to get into it. Fine. All right, go ahead. There was something else you said was going. But on. also, uh, down at Jeremy's Juke Joint in Havasu. Oh, okay. It also, is. one of our sponsors. Friday night and Saturday night is a an incredible cover band that I've wanted to see for several years, but I haven't had the chance, and unfortunately, I'd be busy, too busy this weekend to see them. Is the Red Hot Cholo Peppers? <laughs> oh God. Which I a, remember them when they came through town a, last time. That's yes. a Chili Peppers cover band that all dresses like cholos, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> but and you, and you said they're really they good. They are really good. They're so talented. And they put on a spectacle, like a great show. Just a fantastic show. So, yeah, if you're down in Havasu, check out the Red Hot Cholo Peppers down at uh, Jeremy's Juke Joint. If you're up in Kingman this week, just go to the cellar door any night, and you're going to have a great time. Just go downtown. Just go downtown. Just go downtown. It's great downtown. Yeah. All right, that's it. Okay, man. Have a good week, folks.